in the cabbage. Right, let's get it. Test, test, test. Yeah, we're live. Welcome to In the Cabbage. <laughs> this is crazy. This is pretty bananas right now <laughs> that we're actually doing this. I'm Tommy Sweat. Andrew Witt. Please subscribe. Please listen. Please download. Like. Just a reminder. Keep swinging. Welcome back to In the Cabbage. I'm your boy, Tommy Swain. To my right or your left, Andrew Wood. What is up, fam? We're back for another one. Episode 43. Yes, sir. Four. We knew we were going to be here. Really good at counting, dude. I'm the best. One after another. Yeah. Just one know. after another online all the time. I, I'm probably the best counter. <laughs> <laughs> There's no doubt in spelling. Yeah, and you can't you can't challenge that. Spelling, maybe not so much. No. That's not your strongest. I'm up there. Okay. I'm a creative speller. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, you're a very creative speller. I'm a very creative speller. Yeah. You have a different way of seeing the words in your mind. Yeah. And piecing them together. You know, for the most part, they make sense. I'm sure there's some ones I throw out there. Like, as, long, as long as you're fluent in uh, Tommy language, that lingo. You'd be fine. Yeah, exactly. So. It's a lot of cutting off stuff and skipping full ass words. Sure. I mean, I read some of my stuff back and I'm like, a two-year-old wrote this. <laughs> but at least you know. You yeah. know, maybe you're just, your mind is thinking so, so fast that you can't even, no, there's nothing on you. I thought maybe there was a bug. Oh, thank God. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't anything like that. Thanks for looking out for your boy, though. No, sometimes you're, uh, maybe let's just call it your mind just works way faster than your hands and, and fingies when you're typing all that stuff. Oh, yeah. That's why you're, that's why you're leaving out words. Um, something else I found out that was great about myself. I'm on a 23 and me. Like, you sorry, know, I have 23 and me, 23 and me. Yeah. It's I'm like not, you, not spit, you spit into like a jar. Oh, this is it, the app you were telling me. About. Yes. That it comes back. There some we health go. Stuff. Okay. What'd you find out? Um, well, you can find out multiple things. I found about my muscle composition. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to brag, but you know, I always told you I was an athlete and this just confirms it by science and data. It says <laughs> I'm an elite power athlete boom baby that's you know, why you're throwing up so much weight on the bench the squat you know leg press love all the gas free gas you know and so when you see me you should you know respect me as an athlete yeah exactly because you were born that way it's simply genetics and i don't know what else to say you're better than 95 percent of the population because and, you're a power athlete and these people may be peasants and that's okay yeah. <laughs> Now, does it make sense why I hit the golf ball with a driver 230 yards then? No, it doesn't. <laughs> it makes no sense. I should be hammering that little rock. I, Dude, I bet if we want to get a little bit more serious, I bet that you can get some serious distance and you can get some serious gains. You're just not using your like swing and muscles correctly. I'm not using any of my legs. Yeah. There's no chance. It's all got to be upper body. Well, I feel like your legs are just as fucking... You get those hips rotating and get right, those the squatty legs, motions. The legs need to go. The legs are my strongest part of my body. Right. I mean, yeah, I, feel like, just, I feel like you can definitely move it. You know, just got to learn how to swing them hips. I don't know. I think you can definitely get some serious distance, but, uh, you, know, you know... what sucks about that is no matter what, how about I hit the ball, it seems like the PGA Tour is rolling back the golf ball. Hmm. So no matter what I do, it feels like I'm going to lose about another 10. 
15 yeah, it's yards? Yeah, like it's like a 15-yard hurt. For anyone who doesn't know, the PGA Tour, it's almost golf season. You can say it's here. Basically, there's not any major tournaments at the moment. It's 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 gearing up. Right. It's gearing up for sure. And uh, it was the RNA and the USGA, right? I think so. Those are the two governing bodies of right. golf. And there were speculations that this was going to be happening last or at the end of last year. And it's pretty much confirmed now at this point. Which is a bummer because... One, I thought it was just going to be for the pros. And if that was the case, great. Because I don't mind seeing some of the old courses that they would have played back in the day, be able to come back in rotation would have been cool. Sure. Um, it would have been fun to see people have to shape the ball now. Um, Instead of just bombing it over trees. Right. Like, okay, you know, Augusta becomes even more difficult because those extreme dog legs. Yeah, that's true. So it, it'll be fun to watch it in those aspects because the people who are elite ball strikers are going to just shine. But for amateurs, I think it's crazy. Yeah. I think it's stupid. The amateur, I, the well, before, yes, I believe it was supposed to be only for a certain like PGA events. And so that would keep the the majors. Current, yeah, that would keep like the current golf ball right. way more relevant, right? That's That was the thing. And now that both governing bodies are in agreement in all like major leagues that they oversee, that effectively makes all tournaments and events, you have to play with the rolled back golf ball, which then means that Titleist and TaylorMade and Strixon and all these companies... They're not going to make two different golf balls. They're going to make one that conforms with the USGA and RNA, which yeah. therefore bleeds into our game. That's that's why I think if there were two mm-hmm. different types of governing, governing bodies, then they would need to have one that's legal for both. Uh, yeah, I don't know really how. I mean, it's going to affect the amateur a lot, quite a bit. I just don't know how if amateurs are going to like it or not. Maybe we all get used to it, you know, um, in tennis. The one thing they all use is the tennis ball, and it's not gotten better. Yeah. You know, the ten- the same tennis ball they've been using for as long as it's been the, the most modern tennis ball. And they don't juice the tennis ball anymore. They might make the rackets better, mm-hmm. golf clubs, but they don't juice the ball. I, I bet there's, I don't know this much about tennis, but I, I probably guarantee you that there is some form of, like, speed efficiency, um, like, ratio amongst the racket and the ball for the ball speed that's coming off the racket. Like if you swing it a hundred miles an hour with your racket, the ball can't be coming off at 160 miles an hour. Right. Like that's so, like a ratio that's too extreme. It needs to fall under like X So I'm amount. dumb. So you're saying like, if I'm hitting with the racket a hundred miles an hour, the tennis ball is not coming off at 120. It can, it just, it can't exceed whatever X factor. It can't exceed 1.5 times. So you're saying, okay. So then that's the the same thing as, as the golf right now. It's the same thing. So like if I have, it's a smash factor when you're, when you're doing all of like the GC, like the GC quad and track band and it's, it shows you your smash factor and a legal smash factor is above 1.5. And so it's like how efficient your 
club is hitting the golf ball. Exactly. Exactly. There we go. How efficiently the energy is being transferred. We got there. No, no, no. I got you. I got you. You went went with a Mark Crossfield route on me there, and you lost me. I just need you to say golf club makes ball go farther. (laughs) Can't do it. I don't Um, think, and to your point, though, dude, it kind of drives me a little bit insane because just like tennis, the modern golf ball has not been getting any faster. It hasn't. Ever since the Pro V1 came out in like 2000 or 2001 or whatever that was. Yeah. There's sure there's been some minor tweaks, aerodynamics, all this stuff. But up until the last probably like 10 years, maybe 2010. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think the golf ball has gotten any better. People are just getting better at just moving like quicker. They're just learning how to swing faster. And that makes sense. But there has to be a reason for them to all agree Right. I'm playing devil's advocate here because I do think, I agree, I would rather it not be rolled back. I would love for the pros to be rolled back. And I know the pros don't want that, but I do because it's going to make it more interesting for me. Yeah, I agree. It's going to, people are going to be able to pull away who should pull away, who's playing a really amazing golf. It's also going to level the playing field, I think, a bit more. Because 280 in and 260 in is 20 yards, but they're still very high woods mm-hmm. or hybrids or whatever irons they're going to decide to use. Yeah. I mean, it's a 15-yard hurt off the tee, mm-hmm. and then it would be another 10 to 15-yard hurt on the next shot. Right. Because now your 7-iron's not going 190 anymore. Right. Now so it's now going 175. you got to bring up the higher clubs, and that's where the elite ball strikers come in. Like Kevin Kisner will be probably better tee to green, like better than he has been yeah. the past years. It's going to be very interesting because I think it won't change any, and like very much. Really? Because I feel like... Because the long hitters are still going to hit the ball the furthest. Like Brooks, yes, but they're not going to hit it 150 yards past people. Yeah, like, it's going to be minimized, but I still think... Like 20 or 30 yards is going to be a big deal now. Yeah. Like now it's like, okay, you hit 310 and this other person's hitting it 350. Right. 355. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's like, dude, he's putting it in now. Right. Yeah. There's Rory like led the um, PGA Tour dri- like driving distance last year with like 326 was his like average drive. Yeah. That's pumping it. And he's had multiple drives that were like 400 yards. That's it's crazy. Like, whoa, dude, that's nuts. Like you drove the green. It was three. Don't you miss watching? Like I watched some golf this weekend with Tiger, of course, coming back. Um, it's nice to watch people hit woods yeah. and four irons. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people might even like two irons out there and the, the risk reward shots. Like, for example, Justin Thomas, I watched like a couple shots of his. He was out about five wood, could have been a three wood, but had to pump it over a bunker short landing decides to lay up a, a choke down five wood to the left of the bunker perfect roll up perfect executed like layup shot and it was nice to watch instead of being like he's got 64 yards in he's gonna got be a little flip wedge right yeah buddy and I, he's go drive how wedge, how, how did you like that tournament i didn't watch any of it um, the hero World i think Challenge. it's a great tournament for tiger to come back in it's warm it's flat um, he's, he's hosting it. He's hosting it. It's his buddies are playing. It's no cut. 
Yeah, it's only 20 players, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's cool to see the guy seemed energized to could be out there and play. Um, but not like uh, a tournament like I you need to watch. Yeah. My, my first need to watch tournament is Sony in Hawaii. Yeah, that's a good one. And then um, American Express. Yeah. Are over, my two favorite tournaments to watch earlier. Very much looking forward to go to that one. Yeah, I'm super excited to go and watch some live golf and just f- hear and see. I'm mainly excited to hear. Yeah, the crispiness of the shots. The crispiness and- of the shots and hearing, hopefully getting some caddy player talk. It doesn't look, whenever I watch on TV, it doesn't look like it's a very um, populated event. It's pretty... Pretty walk. Pretty, and it's, pretty, it's, three, and it's pretty mellow. It's spread out through three courses. I thought it was just two. It's three. I just it, the, It's three Thursday and Friday. Or, yeah. I thought it was... You play If you play Thursday it could be two. at be a right. Jack Nicholas, uh-huh. Friday you play the stadium course, then it's the cut, then it automatically goes to the stadium course because there's not enough daylight. And then you flip it, though. So if you go if the opposite of that, so you go Friday is a stadium, or sorry, Thursday is a stadium course, mm-hmm. Friday is a Nicholas, and then if you make the cut, then you come back to the stadium course. Because if it's three courses... It wouldn't be equal before the cut. That makes sense. Yeah, I think it's like that. I think, yeah, on property that I'm thinking of, they're straight. But yeah, so it's... Mm -hmm. um, I'm excited to see Jack Nicholas because I haven't walked in and seen it yet. So I would love to go walk and see it because I think that's a private course. They do have a private course over there. So I think think it is one of their private clubs. Okay. And then, of course, just a walk stadium, which was maybe the birthplace of our golf love mm-hmm. to see stadium again and walk it and be like, man, we really played something special. Um, I'm really excited to see what these, uh, what the PGA tour tees where they're teeing off from. Right. Where they're I teeing wanna, off from. Um, I want to see the Kilimanjaro hole or Geronimo. I think they call it where it's all over water. Yeah. It was like two ten in. I think it's called, is it amen? Amen. Yeah. Because it's 260 over water from the blacks. We played it. We played it off that too. Yeah. I think it was like. You ripped three wood to about 20 feet, dude. It hit it and was rolled ins- off the bat. It was insane. We lost our minds. That was after possible heat stroke. <laughs> it was so fucking hot <laughs> when we played there. I would have done it again. In a I heartbeat. Would do it again right now, to be honest. Well, we'd have a better system now. Oh, dude. It would be. It wouldn't be a joke around. It'd be like chugging water before we went. Yeah, and we'd have towels and mm-hmm. ice, and we were yeah. like, you know, put our, ha- you know, dunking our hats. I'd have, a, like, I'd buy like a cool rag. You know what we, we would need to do? It would be unreal if we had one of those like misting fans like up in the corner yeah. of the car. Yeah, see, now we're old, and now we know, like, you know, when you get older, yeah, it doesn't become less fun to do those things. You just do it more efficiently now. Yeah, you just more, or you just more cautious about the body, right? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. The body is failing. I would definitely go out and do that again in a heartbeat because it was also, I think it was $90 to go and play. It was high of COVID. We, I mean, I'm sure we told the story a thousand yeah, times here. It, it was fun um, just to play that kind of course that's on the PGA Tour, right? Totally. Yeah. Because it's if you can have an opportunity to do that just so you can see it year after year mm-hmm. and realize what you did compared to what they did and remember the shot you kind of hit. And it's just a fun it means experience. more. It, it definitely means more when you go out and play. But um, all right, circling back up with the golf thing, I don't know, and the, and the golf rollback. It's I I just wish that it wasn't for 
everyone. That's what I'm really hoping. Yeah, that's like the biggest bummer. That's really it shouldn't what I'm, be for us. Because the way that I see it, I would like to see it on the PGA Tour. If we're going to do it, do it. Great. Because I think it's going to be awesome to see. Maybe we're going to go and play, you know, certain like different courses because now they have like the actual space to house these events again. That would be cool. It opens up more venues, right? Um, maybe more potentially around us. That would be nice. I don't know if anything got taken off around us, but it would be a really big bummer to have that bleed into over the, um, just a, you know, the amateur, amateur golfer. Yeah. Because I feel like there's people who still are going to pump out like 300 yard drives. Yeah. Um, I don't th- I think, you know, that is going to still be a thing. So it'll be fun. So when you hit a 300 yard drive with a normal golf ball, then you could be like, oh, I, this shot's, from this moment or the shots from this moment where the farther you're back nowadays on certain holes, it's mainly like older shots. Mm-hmm. Like Tiger was here at like, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So now you're playing with a more linked up, you know. Sure. You know, we play stadium a year from now. We're like, oh, you know, Rom hit this to 210 yards or something out. And mm-hmm. he took a four iron to two feet. Like, dude, I'm no way I'm hitting a four iron. The two feet from mm-hmm. here. So, no, um, that would be cool. I think it just may take away some of the fun. Oh, us, agreed. From us, like from the amateur side. I mean, I'm not looking forward to hitting a driver 240 yards. Like, that's just yeah. going to make everything, like, it's going to make Miles Square much more difficult. It's going to make every public track extremely difficult. Like, I actually have to learn how to hit my, like, my eight iron. <laughs> right, you gotta learn, start learning how to hit irons. You know, my high irons are trash because I just never hit them. But uh, my my hybrid right now, you ever just get this with a club that you're just like, I cannot hit this club. It gives me the eebie-jeebies. I yeah. take it out of the bag and I'm like, I need this club. This is the right club. Can't hit the club. <laughs> it's and almost it like a version of waves. hitting the yips, dude. That was like my four iron. I could not figure out how to hit my four iron. Now I'm like, I'm I'm in. I mean, we're in the speaking terms right now yeah you're dating. you know yeah we're, we're doing all right yeah <laughs> yeah a couple break a couple uh tough breaks and bounce back my hybrid and me are not on speaking terms <laughs> it's that bad huh i can't even take them out that was the club you were most hyped with actually which is kind of well, crazy it was used to be my best club I before know. my new set of golf clubs and now it can be a weapon at times you know what's great for um punch shots for me I can yeah. do. I can just. I can work it a little easier, and I don't decel mm. with it as much. And my issue is never really rolling off the back of the green. It's just to get it there. Sure. It also so, just cuts through some uh, some like you know first cut, second cut, right. rough, pretty pretty well. Big face for me. Yeah, that's um, solid. So, but like anytime you're hitting it out of the fairway, it's not really doing what you want though. No, it's kind of crazy. High ball, right? Deep back. Go on. I think you should maybe because you hit your four iron so well, you may maybe can look at a three, um, a driving iron, like a three three driving iron. Yeah, I mean, I do hit my four iron really well. I do, you know. You can also turn down your hybrid. You know, we can see what happens there. Just I need to slap it around a bit. It probably owes me money. Yeah, (laughs) that's for damn sure. You invested a lot into that thing. That thing owes me money and and hasn't given you much. It has lost me money. Um. So back to the tournament here with uh, Tiger hosting it. Tiger looked great. Um, a little banged up, you know, four days of playing golf. His knee started, uh, he needed to of wear a brace. 
Um, but the swing was still crispy. His new swing looks like a, you know, an updated old man swing is what I'd call it. What, uh, what was his ball speed? It was around? up there. I think still people upper, were still f- upper one seventies, uh, or mid one seventies. I think it was like mid to low one seventies. Okay. Like Solid. still respectable. Everyone's like, dude, you still hitting it blank miles an hour. I saw you had a couple drives out there past, uh, three fifty. I mean, he's just a strong athletic guy and he's never missed in the middle of a club face. Right. Not going to miss the middle of a club face period. Cause he's Tiger Woods. And he's still an athletic guy. That's still going to equal bombs. Yeah. But you find the middle of the club face. Yeah, you're going to hit it far, dude. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter really. If you're an old guy and you're just finding the middle of the club face, that thing is going to go like 200. Mm-hmm. If you can barely swing. For Tiger's sure. at least throwing his body at it. Um, so that was cool to see him back in the swing of things. Um, it's good to see that he is looking good, looking healthy, healthier, and... Uh, he finished 18th out of 20th, right? I think so. That's pretty good. I not mean, last. Not last from these dudes that are playing all the time. So he came in last year to the Masters and made the cut, beat half the field. Then he know? was like his ankle wasn't attached to his body. Yeah, dude. He basically had to like sub, sub himself out. But That's crazy. You know, his skill is there. And so I don't know. It, it, I, I'm bummed that I kind of missed a little bit of that. I was uh, a little out of town. I guess we can yeah, let's get right into segue it. Segue that way. But I'm looking forward to looking at um, Tiger and how he progresses here over the over this next year because he looks like he could um, play potentially for the next year or two and might have himself in a decent uh, look of contention. I think he. Yeah, I think if as long as Tiger Woods is playing, he has a shot. Yeah. Just because it's, you know, if his body can hold up. And who can catch, he might be able to catch some fire for a couple days. And then the crowd, and then then the crowd's feeling him. Yeah. (laughs) That's the issue is that, like, if you're playing with him and you're tied, let's say you're both in fifth place, you know, and you're playing with Tiger Woods. You've never played with Tiger Woods before. You've never really, like, been in a position like this or you're not in a position like this often. You're going to choke. Yeah, and Tiger's not going to choke. It was that was a very real thing back in the day as well. It was oh. it was the flat out the Tiger presence. It's not the first time that's happened in golf though. Um, you have um, Arnold Palmer, yeah, Arnie's Army used to like rumor to kick his golf ball back into the fairway, really, and throw other players' golf balls like deeper in holes or step on it, <laughs> like known to give him an edge. Then Jack Nicklaus with his fans. Going crazy. Greg Norman, John Daly. Yeah. But I feel like the presence was a little bit, it's different for those guys. Yeah. Tiger Woods walking into that, it's like a, like a gladiator arena. Dude, you can feel the energy when that man's walking on the, the fairway. It's it, crazy. You can feel it. It's and when he, would hit, when he would hit a golf shot and you, the crowd would just, the, the camera would shake. You would maybe be watching somebody else and something else happened on another hole where you finally aren't watching Tiger. Mm-hmm. And you could hear it like throughout the whole course. And you're like, oh, shit. Something yeah. happened. And they just immediately change it. Here comes this man. And you just see Tiger like freaking out. <laughs> like, what happened? You know, just let me watch Tiger. Um, yeah, buddy. So you're, you were on a trip. You couldn't really watch. You were in Mexico. I would love to hear about it. Yeah, dude. It, it, was, it was a blast. Um, overall... What a beautiful, beautiful place Ziwantaneo is. Um, 
Uh, I didn't know where it was. Obviously, it's in Mexico, but I didn't know where. So it's like kind of down by like towards heading towards Panama, but not quite. More jungly, so, right? So, yeah, it it is kind of jungly, but it's not. You know, like it's massive rainforest type type situation. It's just right. a bunch of palm trees and regular trees and stuff like that. Um, but what a beautiful property. Um, it's we just I don't know. It's like Morea beaches or whatever. I know and what it's, that means. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That's like the property of like the okay the name the of the timeshares and the Got houses, you. right? But the way that we flew in, it was unbelievable because we had a flight. Mm-hmm. Airport, and it was like a six-minute drive to the property. That's how close they were. Oh, that's nice. And you never hear the airplanes because there's the ocean right there. It's crazy. So, um, but the way we got down there was a little bit interesting too, though, because we ended up flying out of Tijuana. Right. Saved us a few hundred bucks. Actually, it's like a three hundred dollar difference per flight. That's to crazy. fly out of there. So what you do actually is if you're ever doing this, it's a good little helpful tip. And I guess it only works if you're like living in South OC, San Diego. San Diego is great all day long. Fly out of that airport. But you go to CBX and it's like a border crossing. And so you literally get from U.S. soil mm-hmm. and you go into this building. You buy this like $40 ticket, round trip. And then you just walk 10 minutes up top and you're in like a um, like a skywalk and you just walk on over and you just it drops you right down into, into Tijuana airport so you never like leave and go outside right it's just like your a, next airport it's like a quick little 10 minute Fire. fast pass great and it saves you like 250 300 bucks yeah for it's the beautiful and it's like probably an okay airport no nothing no and complaints right. I mean it's an airport right so it's not going to be great, but it's not going to be like so shitty. Totally. Um, there was nothing wrong with it. So then we fly out of there and uh, yeah, it's like a three hour flight. No big deal. And then land and we're like literally five minutes away from the airport, six minutes away from the airport. What do you do on a flight? What's your like? Oh, uh, what's my, what's my go-to? Yeah. Sleep. Sleep, dude. That's, that's always my go-to. I podcast and then I sleep. You listen to a podcast? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you listen to? Uh, it depends. Sometimes I'll get a um, an array of stuff. Um, one, maybe I can listen to it in the Cabbage Podcast because I'm liked and subscribed and all uh, that boy. kind of stuff. Once but, you're um, and, you know, it's like a little video. It's like a little film session, right? Mm-hmm. Um, JJ Reddick Podcast. That's great. great. Um, Bussin. And then awesome. uh, Brilliantly Dumb. And great. maybe some Taste Buds. Taste buds, uh, yeah. Pod, it, yes. Those are some of all my favorite uh, podcasts. I usually go with TV shows. Yeah, I know. If I could, if I do TV shows though, I never sleep, and I like sleeping. I don't like to be. But you were also up at like two a.m. Dude, our flight was at three a.m. That was the roughest part about that. I can't believe I just glossed over that. Yeah, we had to be at CBX at one thirty in the morning. Did you sleep? No. This was the worst part too, because I reached the zone where my body was like, oh, you're so tired. You're so tired. You're so tired. Then you like hit this like second wind somehow. Remember you used to get that. We're playing video games. So like five in the morning, but yeah, you're just not tired anymore. And your body like turns off. It's like, you, know, you should be asleep. 
situation. Yeah, flips on the on switch for a bit. We also had like six babies in the front row next to us. Oh my god! We had a trancer. There was like a like some sort of hurricane where all the flights had to get rerouted to Tijuana Airport, and then then rerouted onto our planes. So it was a completely packed flight at 3 a.m. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Because Katie's like, oh, we're going to have a whole room to ourselves. We're going to have all the space she in the world. too much. I mean, she's like, I've gone down there the last couple of times. And like, there's been like 20 people on the flight. Right. I'm like, that's perfect. <laughs> and it, the airport was like crowded for 3 a.m. It was unnecessary. It was actually um, quite rattling, honestly. I was expecting it to kind of be like a little bit of a like a ghost town. Uh-huh. Things were open, people were drinking. I'm like, all right, like this. I'm not really worried about it too much. I'm not going and traveling for work. I'm traveling for vacation, so no big deal. Right. Um, but that was that was tough because even the noise canceling uh, AirPods were not keeping the the crying babies away. That's that's a tough moment. Yeah, dude. You know, I feel bad for us for those moments, but I feel even worse for the parents. Because they know, right? They know how annoying this fucking is. Yes, exactly. And how exhausted they're probably with it. Mm -hmm. You know, my anxiety level would be through the roof if that was me. If you're a parent, and I guarantee this is going to be the both of us, Mm -hmm. if you're putting in the effort to make your kid to like calm down and stop crying, I don't, I'm not really bothered. I'm not bothered by, I'm bothered by the noise but I'm not bothered by the kid or the parent. I have a you know more, what I'm saying? I have a more of an issue when they're a bad toddler. Okay, I have an issue when the parent doesn't give a fuck. Right, when the when the parent doesn't give a fuck and the kid is freaking out and it's like a toddler, that's, that's from like, yo, you could tell him to stop and he right, can listen. Right. Like, you can make that stop. You just need to be like, you yeah, might have to throw, throw a glare and a tough yank on the arm or something. Take away his goddamn <laughs> Nintendo Switch. Yeah, the, take, his, away his take, his, take away his cell phone, his Nintendo Switch, That's his, his life, iPad. Right? That's his life. Or her, I guess. Everyone's using that stuff now. Yeah, man. It's so hard. So that's where I have issue. But the parent, mm-hmm. the whole family, 10 out of 10. The kid was just crying and just didn't know what was going on. It was you know, like yeah, a two or three year old. Morning, people are drinking. Yeah, dude. Baby's fucked up. It's just, you know, it, it, what, what are they, they're supposed to be asleep. And this kid's like all jacked up. Right. And like, they don't know what's going on. So parents were an all-time 10 out of 10. So it was just a bummer that it was just negatively inf- affecting me. That's right. I wasn't having any issue with it. it was I have an issue like, with it. I really, ah. really don't enjoy your baby crying. That's not my problem. You put this problem in my life. Yeah. Drug him. Drug him. Yeah, get, get, some, quick, get some Dramamine in there, dude. Yeah, just do something. Put knock, his ass to sleep. Knock this guy out. <laughs> My man wants to be out. He doesn't yeah. want to be awake. <laughs> he doesn't want a little baby Dramamine and go see, you know, right? the pearly gates or something. Okay, so enough about the flying situation. Actually, what are you? What do you like to do on flights? Your TV show? Just TV are show you like? Guy. Okay, okay, gotcha. So back to, back to getting there. So now you get the second light going. You see the place. Place is spectacular. Yeah, so at this point now, we just haven't slept. Right. We're, I'm on like one hour of sleep and we're rolling in there and it's great. I step off the plane at the low there. I'm dude, I'm built for this weather. I should move down to Z1 tonight. That is my shit. How hot was it? I mean, it's, it's December. It was, and it was a low of 74 mm-hmm. and a high of 87, 88 every day. So it just never got cold. No, never gets cold. And it's like humid. It's like 70% humidity. 
damn, bro. You're just built diff. I, I would, loved it. The oh my God. is... I loved it. That's, no, that's my I, thing. I don't mind the heat, but it's not uh, my favorite. But it was always I'll, breezy, though. See, there you go. 90s and well, lows of like, 72, It looks like baby. it's the same thing every day. Every day, dude. It literally does not change. It's the same weather. And usually, like, 5 to 10 mile an hour winds... There's usually there's actually a lot of cloud cover throughout the day as well because it there's it's kind of like this stormyish tropicalish Tropical type place yeah and so it's never really dry it's never really like super um, you know just beaming down heat on you it doesn't really it rarely feels like that right because there's a breeze maybe for you. I mean, it's gonna be tough either way. I like <laughs> I like when it gets cold at night. Yeah. Um, even when it's in like you know the winter months. Yeah, I I do like what we have going on right now. Like low of like fifty five. It's, it's frosty out there. It's it's great over here in Tustin. It's really cold. It gets cold quick. Yeah, out here. dude. In the mountains out here, I guess. Yeah. Um. But uh, so we're rolling in, and then this place is just gorgeous. Palm trees all over the place. Beautiful architecture because all these buildings were built seven years ago. So it's very modern looking. Wood, a bunch of stone all over the place. Um, They said it was like the busy season. Dude, I must have seen like 40 to 50 people on the property the entire time. (laughs) Yeah. We go up and down this beach. And we walk down and we're taking a mile long walk. We do not see a single person on the beach. And then we get to where we're headed, which is Escondite, which is like a, another like little resort area, mm-hmm. just a mile down and two pools. And there's nobody in there, but full bar, full restaurant, nobody there. Crazy. That's crazy. It's like crazy when you actually get away from those things and like a thousand people being everywhere at all times. Dude, if, yeah. You're like, oh my God, I can feel like I can relax a little bit. Dude, we legitimately felt like we had the place to ourselves. Right. Probably hard to leave. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's only so much you can do down there though. That's that's the other thing. Couldn't golf. Did you golf? No. No, Mm. didn't golf. Uh, Mm. It's weird because I I feel like I'm there... And they're with another, I'm with another family and they're allowing me to like stay with them and hang out. We're supposed to be vacationing with them. Right. I brought up the golf situation. I was like, Hey, like, is there any, there's not really a course. He said there's like kind of like a small ish course, but this is, it's not like a very big town. Right. I don't know the population just off the top of my head, but maybe like hundred thousand people, 50,000 people. So that many, and it's not that developed and it's, if I'm being honest, the downtown section, it's run down. Um, so this place yeah. is a ghost town. It's Yeah, it's just kind of run down. Everything, it, it just looks like there's no modern buildings. And then if you go to the actual like resorts and areas like on the beach, mm-hmm. that's where it's like made for like vacationing and, and stuff like that. Interesting. But this actual city part, it was um, a little run down. I have a video I can show you. But uh, a little bit of a perspective feeling, for sure. For sure. When you it come really, back from those things. Well, and especially where I'm, where we're staying, and then we go into town, like, and it's not like 20-minute drive, dude. It's, like, not even that far. We're going into downtown. Right. And then we drive 20 minutes back, and we're just by ourselves, and it's crazy. So maybe not even 50,000, but 
a little bit of perspective hitting when you're driving through there. Yeah. People it's just like having a different way of life. Yeah. People having a hard time, like just making a living, just doing anything. Yeah. They're like I'm, you know, trying to find jobs and there's just legitimately nothing. Yeah. Like our taxi driver was having like a really hard time. He's like, I'll pick you up whenever, wherever, whatever. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm free. your guy. I'm free. Right. Like you text me whenever I'm, I'm there and uh, just give me a 15 minute heads up. He's like period. Yeah. That's basically it. Yeah, we he's, did that. Wait, he's waiting on us essentially for for more business. That's what we did in Mexico a while back on a cruise. Mm. We got on some guy, taxi driver, we might want to pay him like a hundred dollars and he just like was our personal driver for the day. Yeah. It was great. And he brought us to all our spots like Mexican food that you enjoy, he pulled us up to a yeah. place. But uh, uh yeah, that is the way it's a good way to do it because they have the Nielsen's have that too. Um but yeah, a little bit of perspective when you're kind of going through and you're like, oh, wow, this is... Drink a choice? Crazy. Um, just tequila, dude. We drank a lot of really good tequila and like sipping tequila. Really? Yeah, special. And the tequila is different over there too. All the food was fantastic that I ate. I mean, it's just right up my alley. Well, what's the highlight? I need the highlight, like a fish dish probably. Like a chili, like a charred Chilean sea bass. Well, it was really, there is like a six or seven course meal that we didn't do. And I was really bumming about it. I was like, dude, I'll pay for myself. Like, I just want to go and eat at this how restaurant. Much, how much was it going to be? I think it was like 75 US dollars. Oh, uh, been fine. And I'm like, that's no big deal. Like, they didn't want to do it? They've done it so many times, I guess. And like the fact that we've, we even went into town, they didn't really, really want to go into town. There's really not much going on there. You only go into town for like a restaurant and it's super high end, but right. I don't know. We, but okay. So let me fat the highlight here. What's really cool is that Margaret, which is Caitlin's mom, she went on the boat and went fishing because it was their neighbor's birthday and they caught and she caught a like 12 pound, like mahi mahi. Yeah. Which was unbelievable. So what we did because that was the time we were going into town. We brought the fish they brought the fish with them, right. brought it to the restaurant and said, do something with the fish. And so they brought out a spiced chili soup in a mocha hete that was like boiling with like the fish in it. That was unbelievable. We brought out a uh, like sashimi of mahi mahi and they did some sort of like oil and like gremolata on that, on this um, sashimi which is just raw fish. It was just sliced super thin. And then what was the other one? Um, oh, it was a ceviche with the mahi-mahi. That's awesome. That's and so that cool. Was, that was really cool. That's a cool experience to be like, just uh, how, was it like a really nice restaurant that you guys went to it for? It was pretty nice. They had like a live dancing that was going on. No one there? No, no. This was actually like crowded because now we're okay. in like the downtown area. Um, but it wasn't like slammed busy. Super strong drinks wherever you went. That was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean that's just you got you gotta expect that from Mexico. Nobody is measuring so drinks. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I I loved every oh ten dollar margarita, but there's four shots of like of tequila in here. Perfect. Right. Just balling. Came in, in like a fish bowl. That was a place where they also made like a salsa right in front of us. So you can choose your spice levels. Mm -hmm. They're like uh, numero serranos, and you just pick. How many you want in there? We did one, and let me tell you, it 
ripped the top of my hair off and on my head. <laughs> Ew. Woo. You're, Shit you're, was spicy, dude. <laughs> you, got, you got blown up a bit? Yeah. And I think it's a lot of it. It has to do with the actual growth of the produce down there. Their citrus was unbelievable. Like the lime actually tasted like it had flavor. Like when I normally I have acid. to like, yeah, not like just like acid. It had like a, a like a taste and they're tiny. Mm-hmm. They're like kind of like just bigger than like a quarter size. Yeah. And they have as much or more juice than our limes have. Yeah, limes here, you're like beating up. And there's like nothing coming out of right. them. Right. It's crazy. And so that was really cool because they make it some salsa in front of us. But then we just have like a restaurant on the property back over to the resort area. It's like a three, four minute walk. Nice. On like sand and stone like that. And you're like literally looking at the beach, palm just trees, hanging out. hanging out. And you walk on over and you sit down and then just like tons of palms and like six people that are helping serve you. And like you sit down for lunch and you're getting like, you know, tempura shrimp tacos. You're getting these like diced shrimp ceviche um, in a taco. All the tortillas are like handmade. Of course, fire. And they're just unbelievable. From like an old lady who's just been making taco shells for like her whole existence. <laughs> right. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> just, she was born in that taco machine. <laughs> that's where she's going to die. Yeah, right. Those uh, ladies just look great back there. And you're like, they're always so just about their business. Just taco, taco, oh, taco. Oh, those are just permanently flared right. out and hunched back. And hunched back, those taco, 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 machine. taco. <laughs> it's just flinging those things out. And... That was unbelievable. All the food that we had was just like, this is ridiculous. Fire. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Sounds like a nice little fun trip. I'm excited to see some pictures after this. Yeah, it was really fun. And um, just to kind of wrap it up, had a massage nice. on the beach. That was another highlight. Nice. $40 for an hour. On the beach? On the beach in mm-hmm. a little tiki hut. Did you have a man rub you down? It was a woman. Oh boy. It was a woman. That was there was a woman and a woman. So Katie and I got one together. There you go. Did you pick the less attractive one? I don't know. They just they came in. We <laughs> sat down and they picked your dick was out. It was like uh, <laughs> not no habla espanol. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I was told to get comfortable. Uh, I'm supposed to get under this towel? Oh, oh. I'm at the beach. I saw nobody around. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. My that apologies. Was, that was a very big positive. Um, the drinks were all just super strong. And then we also had this cool um, workout area that was really nice. So we went, always went to go work out. Worked out there twice. Nice. That was great. Nobody in there, of course. Beautiful view. I mean, this is it's just one of those things that it's like Tony Stark would have. You know, it's just like one of those like, it's crazy. <laughs> You're just like in this paradise area. Super nice workout place. Nobody's in there with you. And what did workout in? Yeah, a couple good ones. And they had a sauna and a cold plunge. Oh, did you do both? And I did both. How did it feel? It kicked my ass. Yeah. But it felt great. They had a sauna, which would go up to 50 degrees Celsius. Don't know. What the tri- 400 degrees Fahrenheit for all I know. It's ripping hot. Yeah. Like the underneath skin of my toes are sweating, dude. Yeah, like it's... <laughs> So yeah, put down about eight to 10 drinks the night before, then hit a workout, then hopped in the sauna and then the cold plunge. So I'm like, I put my body through fucking hell right now. Yeah, how long were you in the sauna for? 30 minutes. And they also had a red light. Therapy? 
Yes. They Did you had, try it? Oh, yeah. Sat right in front of it. It's I a, mean, that's that's the ultimate. It's a literally, it's, it's a three-person sauna. Mm-hmm. So essentially one person would sit right next to us right here. This is red light, boom, red light. And then they have like this glass door where you can like put your phone. So we had like some, you know, meditative music. And then like a right outside, a shower. So when you regulate your body temperature and then you hop in the cold plunge. And oh, were you the cold plunge? I for? was in there for three minutes, baby. Three minutes? Three minutes. Yo, you yeah. went three minutes. Three minutes. That's insane. Right off the rip. And how'd me, you do it? Let me tell you, it took, it rips the breath out of you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is. So you got to get the breath full. under control. Yeah. So that's, Caitlin had to give me, give us a pep talk because we've never done this before, right? Because you're coming out of like 140 degree, 150 degree room. Yeah. And then you're supposed to like, you know, you're get the sweat off, right? Because then it's like, you know, basically a, a bath, just a cold bath water right over there. And it's all filtered Jesus. and everything. And it's like 37, right. 38 degrees or something like that. And so she's like, yeah, the hardest thing, once you get all settled, is just controlling your breath. So take deep, big breaths and just try to regulate that and try not to hyperventilate. I'm like, okay, I could do that. No problem. Yeah, once you hyperventilate, then you're out. Yeah, then you start panicking. And it's not like you're trapped in there. So you no. can easily just stand up. Like it's not that big of a deal. But you know, you're you are I am up to my neck. I'm like like you this. are fully I am up to here. You were fully went for it. Yeah. Like, what made you fully like win off it? I, I mean, I was like, dude, I just gotta do when am I ever gonna do a sauna like cold plunge in like looking at the fucking beach like that in Z wants now. It just sounded like a cool thing to do. I love that. Caitlin was also very into it. She loves doing that stuff. Katie wanted to do it. So we're like, dude, fuck it. Let's just go for it, you know? Yeah. And so she's, you know, I was like down to here. She's like, no, um, no, no, no. You got your heart like underneath the water. I'm like, okay, damn. All right. You How long did Katie go for? She went for like four minutes, dude. Crazy. Caitlin went for like six or seven. Crazy. I was. I basically was like, okay, three minutes. I got gist. I don't want to be here there's, all day. There's, there's like a certain like it's diminish of return. It's, it's like seven not, seven yeah. minutes is is what it is. It's um apparently. I, I read something recently or listened to something recently. Um, mm-hmm. if you were if you consistently sauna and cold plunge, it has less of a f- effect. Like it does less for you right. health wise than you doing like a massive two days a mm-hmm. week. Like where you go like 30 minutes in the sauna, whatever amount, cold plunge, then 30 minutes back in the sauna, and then whatever amount in the cold plunge right. does more for you it, doing that than right. it does all week consistently. It simulates your um, human growth hormone production, right? I saw that guy. I forget his name. Is it Andrew something or other? Eberman? Yeah. Yeah. He's like the super Huberman. like, he's like so a- jacked, crazy jawline. Right. Super smart. Yeah, exactly. Like when you see that as a guy, you're like, this guy can't be lying to me. Right. No, and he you're looks like, like he's got it all figured out. He science looks guy. mentally very sharp when he's right. talking. Like how are you as a man not like, okay, I can listen to this guy. And you're going to find out four years later, like his degree's fake. <laughs> his jawlines has plastic <laughs> surgery. And he like, he's, you know, kicks dogs or something. And he's taking steroids. Right. And it's like, okay, so for a whole year of my life, I was in complete panic because I'm not Andrew Huberman. And he's telling me I'm going to die from everything. And two years from now, I'm going to find out everything about him is fake. Right. Yeah. And it usually goes like that way, right? I mean. The whole Hollywood. It feels, feels like it. Hollywood um, and all that shit. So anyways, it was really cool, really fun. Um, that was really a fun experience doing all that. 
No complaints about the food. Beautiful. Pools were unreal. Pickleball? <clears throat> no pickleball. Tennis? No nothing like that. No tent. Literally nothing to do. That's uh, So that's much. why the Thursday, Friday, Saturday was great. That's all I needed. If I went another day, I, I, I might have, I probably One would have lost One day of mind. that for me would have been enough. I would have had to find a tennis yeah. court. I would have needed to do you something. You and me both, buddy. And that's where I'm like, I might just dig a fucking hole in the, on the beach. <laughs> just bury oh, myself. Oh, and the water. Dude, the water temp is like 80, 82 degrees. Right. It's like salty too, right? It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. You can't go in it though. That's the problem. You Like you can. Uh-huh. <laughs> you gave me a look like you're like, what the fuck's in the water? <laughs> you, you can't go in the water though. You can look at the water, but there's huge sharks everywhere. You just, it's the tide is so strong. It oh. literally says like no swimming, like all up and down the beach. Like if you like lose your footing, you might be saying bye-bye. Like that's that, like that's strong. Yeah. Around like the coastline area. You guys are just weak swimmers. No way. Ocean's, I guess. No way an ocean's doomed. taking me out. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm gonna, no way I'm letting an ocean tide take me out, bro. There was three options for the flags. Mm-hmm. It said... Dangerous swimming. Mm-hmm. Then it said very dangerous swimming. <laughs> <laughs> and then it said absolutely no swimming. <laughs> so all flags meant no swimming. Yes, those were the three flags. <laughs> and it was like the black flag, which is like absolutely zero swimming. There's ever. another flag that says, unless you're Tommy, <laughs> you'll be fine. You got your little like, little like uh, elite e- power athlete flag. That too. I was thinking maybe a noodle. Yeah, just me out there noodling. <laughs> Speedo. Um, but of course, you can always just re- rely on... I mean, it's vacation. You got to go to the noodle. But you really don't want to use that uh, elite mm. power athlete athleticism. I'm not letting the, not on uh, vacay. Not on vacay. Got to keep that thing under wraps. Right. <laughs> um, some more sports stuff I wanted to switch gears to to end off here. We can run through these. I'm going to have you help me out with this last name pronunciation. So LeBron got into a scrap with... With Ime Udoka. Udoka. Yeah. So who's the um, he's the head coach of who now? The Houston Rockets was the head coach for the Boston Celtics. Right. Um, when they were absolutely having a huge season, he got fired mid-season or the year before it started for cheating on his wife with uh, personnel within the Celtics organization. Tough look, and, and it's just not a good look. Um, for I mean, what you, you can't have that guy around coaching the team anymore. Bottom line. Yeah, I mean, you're, it's your coach for whatever reason. Coaches. And not for whatever reason, it makes total sense, are the face of your team. The way you yes. co- coach handles himself, the way he carries himself, he has to build a culture. He's got to have men buy into his culture. This is the way we need to play my brand of basketball for us to win. And when you have a coach who doesn't have, like, doesn't breed a good culture from himself, he preaches it but doesn't have it. Like, it's just a failing coach. There's no followers. You're There's just, no, you lost the room. Yeah. And exactly. once you lose the room, then you might as well just quit because you're not getting the, Very seldomly do I think ever coaches. I think you rarely get it back. Unless you hit the reset button, which some players and teams can do mm-hmm. based if there's some mutual respect. Yeah. If there was some prior um, buy-in, right? Right. You can prior hit a reset, buy-in. You can hit a reset button. Um, basically, the coach called LeBron a bitch. And stop, you know, complaining and flopping. LeBron had some words back from him. Um, he already had to tech the coach and got kicked out of the game for a second technical. 
Um, I thought it was just an awful, dumb look for him as a coach. Uh, I don't understand why he would ever need to talk to a player in such fashion, especially possibly the best player to ever play the history of the game. Someone who grows the game consistently. Yeah, why? You're just he's like the face of the NBA and has been and probably will be talked about forever because of how for as long as basketball is on this planet, LeBron LeBron James name will either be the number one or number two best player of all time. Agreed. And the way that he, you could argue that the way he carries himself, his on and off the court, high school, his claim to fame, never got into any trouble, like family. It's just, you know, the list goes on. It's as close to as a perfect a career as you can possibly have. Lives up to his expectation and surpasses it. Yeah. And his expert and his expectation was the chosen one. Like on front of ESPN magazine yeah, in high dude. school wearing his high school jersey. You know, like that's um and for a coach who he basically made dumb look dumb in his playing career when he played against LeBron mm-hmm. and now in his coaching career, you just can't do that as a coach. And I'm finding more coaches to sway the other side of having per- personality. Like a, a McDavid from the Dolphins. Yeah, McDaniels. McDaniels, thank you. Yeah. Does it great. Has He's a awesome. personality, great face for the organization, takes accountability, has the room fully in lock. The bad side of the coin would be this Houston's coach and also Nick Sirianni at the Eagles. I oh, think don't I can't have a stand great Sirianni. Don't have a great personality, especially when he yelled at the I don't know, Chiefs fans when yeah, he left dude. the stadium. And like Justin Fields, their quarterback is like holding him back. Right. I think it all goes back Jalen to Jalen Hurts. Oh, sorry. What did I say? Justin Fields. Wow. <laughs> Great save, buddy. Great <laughs> save, you, buddy. You know, um, no, no time for that Tommy lingo right now. No, it's not I, gonna, I was 50. I, you know, you're, I, you're I really locked you into that. You're really locked into that. I jacked you up and I just have to try and rebuild now. Um, so, yes, when Sirianni gets pulled back from Jalen Hurts, that's just such a bad look. It's as, terrible. It just makes your. The Eagles are playing great ball. He's clearly a very smart coach. And so, of course, it makes up for it. But now you're adding an extra target on your back. Like, from now on, when that coach plays LeBron James or any LeBron James affiliates, he has now gotten the heat on him. It's free money. Yeah. You can't do that to elite athletes. They just have, they have another gear of crazy. Yeah, like they LeBron do. is going to go home, write a journal. <laughs> He's going to highlight your name. He's going to circle you out. He's going to light a match. (laughs) It's going to be from now on, you are the enemy. And if Houston somehow like needs to play the Lakers in an important game, like it's game over. You can write that one in pen beforehand. It's going to be a big old L. We played them all year and um, Dylan Brooks is on that team. Historically, LeBron also has issues with him. So it's been chippy all, all year. We haven't seen. We probably won't see them the rest of the year because we've already played them like three times. Have we beat them all three times? We've, I think we beat them twice. Yeah, that's good enough. I think it's not a great um, team, but so I it. just thought it was a bad luck, and you know something else happened with a security guard getting kicked out of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the Phillies game, dude? Right. Like it's just. What I, is your organization? I forget exactly. Uh, it's terrible by me. Do you know, remember who Philly was playing? 
this 49ers, week. 49ers. Yeah, this week. Because he took a big old L from the 49ers. 49ers smacked him. Yeah, just put him in a body bag. Holy yeah. cow. Purdy just came in there, dropped a dime on their forehead, and just quickly left. Yeah. And so, like, it was like a guy that got, like, thrown down super aggressively. And the 49ers defensive player threw down Swift, I believe it was. And their head security guy came over and was talking mad trash and, like, getting up into the face of the player. And I don't know. I think you believe me as well. Like, coaches and staff just... Especially staff. Staff, dude. Just stay out of it. Stay out of it. you're, You're adding fuel to a fire that you can't... You're not even working on. Right. You're not even doing anything. You don't have that much investment. Right. You don't have that much, like, giddy up of what's going on. Like, the players and the coaches already have enough of that. The, pl- right. the coaches need to have less of it than the players, and the staff shouldn't have any at all. Staff should be like staff. Like, you are equal. This it's is what I'm here security. for. I work for this building, not for Jalen Hurts. Right. You know, it's just... um it's stupid. I think coaches need to find the box again and get back to this place of not throwing their own players underneath buses. You're hearing it more and more this year where coaches are saying our quarterback position just isn't figured out. And now players are saying like, you know, um, going back at coaches saying they're not playing me a certain way correctly because they're getting, po- you know, keep getting blame thrown on them. Yeah, that's crazy. I couldn't imagine going in front of the press and start pointing fingers like Justin Fields. Like the coach multiple yes. times went up to Justin Fields is like, you know, we think we're having a good game plan. Maybe we need to rethink position works. Maybe we're not doing something right. Something, something quarterback related. And, and it just, keeps no, happening. just to just take the fall, take just the take fall. the fall. Cause no one cares. Like, you know, Oh, it's the coach's fault. Done. It eliminates all the issues because people know it's not really the coach's fault. You can clearly see, like, you know, whoever, Justin Fields can't throw that pass. But by you blaming it, taking the blame off of you. Right. It just looks like you're passing blame and you're just, like, kind of just dodging things. And if you're a bad coach, the player's going to say something. And Justin Fields said something. He's like, I'm playing football that I'm not comfortable with, which is the biggest tell if you're a bad coach or not. Every player should feel like they're playing within their game. Mm-hmm. And you're somehow moving your strategy to fit the player, not the player fitting your strategy. Mm-hmm. Unless you start drafting that way, and then it all lines up, then you have, like, you know, then you're an elite coach. But totally. I'm just, you know, it just fires me up that LeBron gets disrespected like that by some dumb coach who hasn't really accomplished anything and a player who didn't really accomplish much either. Talking to I didn't, a goat. How um, recently did he did he play? And how many, do you know how many, like, Forever roughly ago, how many years? Less than two-point average, probably. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a highlight tape of LeBron just dummying him for all game. Um, and then as a coach, hasn't won anything. Yeah, he's thrown away a championship with the Celtics because he really... Got fired from a top two organization in the sport. Yeah, he was really cooking up something, I think, for Has to go to Houston. Houston sucks as a place. Terrible. Houston's just hot. And it's also just, a, it, they're in a very, very Muggy. bad situation for their team. Yeah. I'm talking about Houston City here isn't great either. So suck at Houston. Yeah. Well, um, Texans are doing all right over there. Yeah, they are. They're, they're doing good. They drafted the right QB, let me tell you. Let's um, let's get into the last little topic here. Uh, we're going to talk about college football playoffs. Um, the final four came out. 
It's going to be Washington, Alabama, um, Michigan, Michigan, Texas, Texas. Uh, thank you for the finish out there. Oh, it was, we planned that out. You got two, I got two. I love that from us. Um, <laughs> Oregon got snubbed out, which sucks. Uh, they should have won, beat Washington. I think they would have been in there. It would have been really cool to see. Um, I think they have a better chance than Washington does. Um, yeah, but Oregon lost to Washington. Yeah, I don't think, I think Oregon plays better big football. Washington doesn't throw the ball really well. And that's going to get exposed pretty quick. Um, they, got that, they got DBs. that quarterback, though. That yeah, lefty. I don't think he's... I don't, I don't know. I don't see it. I think they're going to play a really good um, really good team. And they're going to get exposed by bigger bodies. Like, a run game isn't going to work against... How's, uh, how's Texas? How's Texas? Big body, athletic. Yeah. And they just beat... Uh, Washington and Texas are up against one another, and then Michigan and Alabama are going against one another. Texas is going to give them hell. I'm sure. And I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball, because like, that's their whole thing is they pitch it wide. Those boys are big. Big corn-fed boys out there. <laughs> they aren't going to just like let you run on them. So you're going to have to throw the rock, and those DBs out there are just going to be all over Flying it. around. All over it. I trust you more than I because I don't know, really know a whole lot about the college football other than maybe who got snubbed in this situation. Right. I don't know all the ins and outs. This, this is the first time, I believe, more maybe, this, maybe the second time, that an undefeated team has not made it to the national championship game. Yeah, and that's and it's tough for sure. I feel bad for them for sure. They did, They hit their criteria. They went undefeated. But here you have three insanely good football teams or two um, that are undefeated and two that only have one loss. And those one loss were, I think, both early in the season. You can't lose late. That's a big one in college football. Can't lose late. Yeah, but Georgia only lost by three points to Alabama in like week 11. Yeah, it's not a great system. Everyone feels like they get snubbed out. That's why I'm excited for next year with a 12-team extension. Yeah, that's great. So that's now great. those games at the end of the year that normally hold a lot of value will still hold value because it will go higher in the seating, but also it will be less because they know they're not going to, like, your whole season isn't riding on the four versus five the week before, you know, playoffs start. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, really excited for I don't that. Know, I don't know why it wasn't a 12 to begin with it's just you know they're like we can't have that many football games about our regular season games and people just realize they stopped bowl games don't matter anymore like people don't care about watching the tostito bowl no or whatever the cool ranch bowl or whatever the hell is going on because it's like 22 versus 25 and none of the players are playing because half of them are trying to go to the draft or whatever mm-hmm. Right. You so it's like I'm not the national gonna... championship right so now instead of having the tostito bowl not matter now it matters because it's like, you know, college football playoffs. Now you're going to get all your boys playing. And it makes sense. I'm excited for it next year. This year, I think Michigan's going to walk away with it. They're going to, you know, if they can beat Bama, it's a team they did not want to see um, at all. Bama's history and what they do. Michigan, is it's a prime, prime L. This is where they come out and normally lay an egg. Yeah, they took an L over to TCU last year. Which Yikes. they shouldn't. No, they were TCU. supposed to smack all over TCU. TCU did not like. I mean, they had one wide receiver who's on the Chargers now, who is non-existent. 
Uh, Quentin Johnston. It's such a big drop for us in the Patriots game last game. Did he really? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was fine. We ended up winning the game, but like... I didn't see the drop. He dropped like a 20-yard pass right into his hands, breadbasket. I don't know. Kids got the yips. It's tough. He caught like four passes, but I mean, just drop after drop. Anyways. Tough. Um, Michigan, I, I do think they're going to run away with it as well. I just... The one problem that I have leaving Florida State and Georgia out I know like teams are going to get snipped because there's six or seven. There's seven really, really good football teams. If you want to, if, because you mentioned Oregon earlier Mm -hmm. and I totally agree. Who do you take out then? Because I feel like FSU in, you don't, I don't think FSU shouldn't be there. I think it's crazy though, because they had the fourth hardest strength of schedule. They went 13 and 0. And the product of which they had on the field, they got it done. They did all of their work on the field. Yes, there's injuries, but you still get wins. Like you still have to play the games. Yeah. If I people mean, were to like project, you know, the let's look at like the Monday night football game tonight. No Joe Burrow for the Bengals. T Higgins is a little bit banged up. He's coming off a hamstring injury. They lose their top corner. Jaguars are like the best team in the like, you know, the AFC South, whatever division they're in. And they're like, you know, looking to string another like win together and they're playing at home. But the Bengals freaking won against all odds. I didn't see it coming. Right. High scoring game with OT. Yeah. And like, you're like, dude, Jake Browning's in there at quarterback and they still managed to find a way to like get a victory. So like, that's where I have a problem with it because the Florida state defense was playing really well. Like they stepped up when the offense was like, not quite like, you know, scoring a ton of points because they're on their third string quarterback. I mean, you're still, they're still getting wins against good teams week in week out. And they have an undefeated season. That's where maybe I have a slight, slight issue with this is that are you taking the best potential team to play or the team that has earned it over the course of the season? I think you're never going to get the answer you want to hear. I think it's just business-based. Those four teams carry a way bigger market than FSU does. Yep. And that's just that's just what it is. I was, yeah, that's what I was thinking. When It's just it's business-based. You could make an argument that maybe F- FSU didn't, you know, their schedule was tough, but maybe some of the players, teams that they did play weren't as tough as maybe they thought. Um they're just not maybe you can get Washington out of there, but Washington beat Oregon. And they, they thought Oregon was ranked five this year and Washington beat them twice. Yeah. And Washington was undefeated. Yeah. yeah. So like you can keep kick Washington now who's being a team that's top five twice. Right. right. Can't do that. Can't be out Michigan. Michigan looks insanely dominant. Would you take Michigan over, you know, FSU? No. Mm-hmm. Now you gotta get down to Alabama, the history of Alabama, who Alabama is. Yeah, but I the, don't really market. care about the history. Right. It's just this year. I know. I agree with you. And it, it'd be fun to see them next year, you know, like them next year making the playoffs without having totally. to worry about it. It's it's great. That's it's the best. I watched, you know. What watched. about and what about Ohio State? I know they lost a game. Yeah, but they wasn't they didn't look great. Michigan yeah, they fell of, off. I know. 
in. But they lose like, one game. Quarterback, I guess. And they're like not even in the conversation. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean. that's why I'm really, next year's going to be a lot of fun because, I mean, for example, USC was out of it. Some some big oh, losses. Yeah. Then they had, you know, a loss already had maybe two, but they were still within the top 25. You know, maybe you went out, have an upset. They played Washington. Maybe you beat Washington. Right. You get the top 12. You still have something to play for all year. Mm-hmm. You um, definitely do. It's not like two losses will just no, ripple your No, maybe season. if you get hot at the end of the year just to make it in the top 12, yeah. you get a shot. Totally. Now you don't. You know, a hot football team like a USC that's getting to their 12th versus the one stack or whatever, however they're going to do it, the second seed. Um, I think I saw next year the top four teams get a buy. Yeah. So be exactly. whoever, you know, five versus 12. Um, you don't want to see that because USC would come in hot. They're a story, you know, organization. So I'm excited for next year. I think it'll be a fun college football playoffs, much better than last year's college football playoffs. I'm with you. Last year was just a thousand percent Georgia through and through. No way TCU is ever going to beat them. And it just looked that way. So hopefully we get a good, Good uh, playoff you just, this year. You could just tell looking at the looking at the Georgia team last year lineup against Dogs. TCU. It's like, oh my god, they're all huge. Are we playing? A, is TCU playing a man down? What's going man on? Man down, <laughs> everything. It just looked awful. But um, it was a good ride for him that year. It was a great ride. Won some cash with them. Shout out TCU Froghorns. Um, Go Froghorns. Uh, yeah, it's also crazy to me too. Is that is how Georgia just got left out? They've had like one loss in the last two years. Yeah, Georgia. Crazy thing. I would put Georgia in over FSU. Yeah. I, I, I That's crazy. The product of football that they had been playing, like, I feel like they deserve to be, to have another shot. Yeah. They should. I mean, a new organization, too. So. To it, bolster itself it, back up. It had to happen. It needed to happen. And it's going to happen that we're moving to 12 teams. And like, now we got March Madness for football. So oh, gonna that's going to be. That's going to be great. Gonna be some, now storm the field. Now, now teams <laughs> storm the field. Now there's an upset like 12 versus whatever, five. That's a storm the field. Rip out, rip down the fo- you know field goal post. That's a good one. Not when you play, you know, whatever. Mary Sue of the Christian death and blind down the street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were on the field, you know, ripped everything out. Anyways, buddy, you got anything for the people? Uh, let's have a great week. Let's have a great week. Like, comment, subscribe. Uh, videos coming. Oh, there's plenty of podcasts. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit of a bummer. The uh, the battery that we ordered is not little, not a little fit. But no worries. Small little speed bump, another speed bump in the road. It's just something. Get fixed tomorrow. Gonna f- buy a new one. One Next step. Get one on that foot going. in front of the other, baby. We're gonna keep trucking. Any hot takes you got this week? Yeah, I actually did have one. I was thinking about it. Um, Hit me with it. A couple of minutes ago here. Uh, when you find success, don't lose your humility. Ooh. It's a hot take for me. I love that. That's something been... that I noticed kind of ish recently. So I just. You know, it's a good message that I'm carrying now. I love that. Love that. Um, Mine right now is um, don't take your foot off the gas. Oh, baby. I think it's, I think when it feels like it's wanting to slip and it's not, you're not hitting it and you're not going the same pace. That's when you kind of double down, you hit it harder. Love that. So anyways, people. 
or in the cabbage. And just a reminder, keep swinging.